I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is being recorded, the Gonokurnai Nation. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, especially those listening here today. Welcome to Catch Me Outside My Comfort Zone, a lifestyle podcast that focuses on the outside of our zones as well as the inside of our homes. I'm your host, Alyssa Sutherland, interior designer and entrepreneur. Come with me as I take you on a journey to build the life of your dreams. Hello guys and welcome back to Catch Me Outside My Comfort Zone. Happy Monday if you are listening in live time. Today's episode we are going through a little bit of nostalgia for myself and I'm basically listing pieces of advice that I wish I could have given myself when I was starting out in the design industry and it's obviously advice I'm giving to people who want to pursue a career as a creative or as a business owner or just like have a limiting belief around what they want to do because of the opinions of others and this is just the advice I think you need to hear and what I wish I could have heard to prepare yourself for what's to come but also to know that you are going to be okay and you can do this and you can believe in yourself and other people are going to believe in you. This episode is pretty much me telling you that no matter what anyone else says or does, you are capable of going and chasing that career of your dreams and you can do it regardless of what your limiting beliefs are and what other people are going to project onto you, you can still go and achieve what you want to achieve. And this is a great reminder for those people who are still in uni or in high school or at a point in their life where they want to make a career change and they want to completely change their trajectory. If this episode is something that you know someone needs to hear or resonate with, then please share it with them because I would love them to hear this advice. The reason I decided to do this episode today is because last Monday I was so fortunate to go into Swinburne University and talk to the current interior design diploma students. So they're doing the course that I did four years ago, five years ago. Oh my God. Yuck. Anyways, and I basically just stood up in front of them in front of two of their classes and just told them what my journey has been like since I finished uni and where I am now and how I've gone about it and they were just so encapsulated by my story and very much engaged in what I was saying and they asked me so many questions which was great because it made me expand on the things that I realized people at that point need to know and need to hear and need that motivation and inspiration and so that's why I've decided to make a whole episode out of it because I'm sure a few of them will be listening and again this isn't just for interior designers or creatives this is basically an episode that is sharing advice for anyone who just knows that they're not quite sure on their dream career yet but they want to figure that out and I wish I could have heard this advice. A question I've recently got asked in the last week from one of my own clients was, Alyssa, what made you choose to be an interior designer? I'm just curious. How did you go about that? And I thought, that is a great question. So when I was in probably year 10, I was doing careers at school. So that's like a subject where you please look up courses and careers and figure out all the prerequisites you need to get into that course. I at the time was looking at being a speech pathologist or a radiographer or radiologist. I don't know why. I really don't know why. I think it was just because I knew someone else that had done that and I was like, oh, that would be great. That would pay well. Anyway, 
The prerequisites for that required going to university and not only studying medicine, but you needed to do math methods, fucking biology, chemistry, all these crazy subjects that are on the other side of the world in my brain. So that was never going to happen. And with that reflection, I thought, well, if I can't do that, what can I actually do? And what am I actually good at? And I thought, well, I'm pretty creative and I like art and I like photography and I like designing things. And, you know, maybe I could do a career that's kind of creative. Like, is that is that a bit rogue of me? Maybe, but I know that I'd be good at it. So why not look into some courses? So I looked into graphic design and interior design. I was pretty adamant on both of those and I just didn't really know what was going to be the one for me. And in year 12, I was doing a subject called visual communication design, VizCom, and I designed a product, a fake tan product. So you had to design the logo, branding, product design. And I also decided to create a tanning parlor salon kind of thing so I could do the interior designs for that. With that portfolio, I fell more in love with the parts that were interior design and I learned a 3D program. So I kind of thought, you know what, graphic design is great and I love that and it's fun and it's kind of easy, but interior design is, I feel like I'm only scratching the surface with this and I want to learn more and I want to know more about it. So I applied for both an interior design course and a graphic design course. I did an interview at Swinburne for the graphic design one with my portfolio and I thought it was great and I was like still kind of indecisive about what one I was going to do and then the office came in and I got offered the interior design course and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this first and I can always come back and do the graphic design one. And I, that was the best decision I've ever made in my life. I started university in 2018 at Swinburne. It's a two-year course full-time, including the advanced diploma, where you learn so many different things at uni and you, and you just don't really know what your pathway is going to look like because you've just been taught so many different avenues and skills that you're kind of left to sort of figure out what you can go and do with the skills that you've now learnt and what you're going to expand on. remember saying like very early on, I would love to do residential design. Like I love homes. I love getting to know people and what they like about their home and what makes them enjoy their home. Even though I did a lot of commercial design at uni and I definitely loved it. It's so much more free and fun and eclectic. My purpose was more behind residential design. From the beginning, I just knew that I wanted to work at a building company. That was my ultimate goal. I knew that was the job I wanted first. When I started applying for jobs, I was like, well, I think none of these are feeling right because they're not my overall goal. And so when I talked to these students the other day, I said, the first thing you need to figure out is what do you want to do when you leave this university? What's your goal? Because you need to be so clear on that vision that nothing or no one can stop you from getting that. Because as you go and apply for all these other jobs, you'll understand why you're not getting them because they're not what you want. But because you don't know what you want yet, you might end up taking a job or might get offered a job that doesn't suit you and doesn't align with you and doesn't feel right because you haven't gotten clear on your vision, on your why. That is my first piece of advice is for everyone, anyone is get clear on what you want that job to look like. What do you want that job to feel like? Who do you want to be working with? What are those people like? What is your boss like? How do they treat you? What opportunities do you get at your workplace? What kind of clothes do you get to wear to work? What kind of spot do you sit in for your lunch? Where can you go get your lunch from? Does your boss ever provide you with lunch? Does your boss let you have drinks on a Friday or a Monday? 
does your workplace feel like you can be confident and share your voice and share your vision and share your ideas? What is that workplace feel like for you? And once you get clear on that, you will now go to job interviews focused on that feeling. And if you walk in there and don't get that feeling and don't get that vibe, you'll walk out and be like, not for me. No, thank you. Thank you, but no, thank you. So that's my first piece of advice. Get clear on your vision. And that goes for everyone and anyone. And this is even something to look back a few steps when you're still at school and you're still at uni and you haven't quite figured out what you want to do yet. That's when you start to focus on your purpose and your vision. My next piece of advice is seek more of what seeks you. So you'll find as you go through your journey that people will either align with you or they won't. And those that do, those that you resonate with, those that you feel like are your dream clientele or colleagues or business partners, friends, community members, seek more of the people that are seeking you. Even if it's the kind of people that follow and comment on your posts on Instagram, people who listen to your podcast, people who read your blogs on your website, people who have conversations with you in the street about what you're doing. Those people are seeking you and they love you and they vibe with you and they're on your wave. They're in your corner. So focus on them and not anyone else and go and seek more of that. Number three is not everyone is for you and that is okay. Not everyone's going to value you. Not everyone's going to want to pay you for what you're worth. Not everyone's going to think that you're the best thing since sliced bread, even though you're pretty good and you're pretty cool and you're pretty smart. Not everyone's going to like you and that's okay because they're not your people. Similar to the point I've just mentioned, the people that seek you, you need to seek them, not the ones that don't want you. Let them go, leave them behind and put your walls up so that you don't let any more of those kind of people in. Number four is stay in your own lane. It is very easy and tempting to get very comparative to those around us. Is comparative for the right word? Competitive? Whatever. You know what I mean? I find it really interesting when I look back when I was at uni to thinking how we would do a presentation and then the next week 10 people had the same design. Funny that, isn't it? But in all seriousness, it is so important that you find your clear authenticity when it comes to especially being a creative. If you are doing what the person next to you is doing, it's going to show and people are going to see that and notice that. And it's kind of obvious when someone else has done it before you and then you go and do it. And it's just like kind of icky. If you are meant to be a creative, you shouldn't have to copy what the person beside you is doing. I think it's just like figure out who you are as a designer and you don't have to then worry about what the next person's doing because they're them. And that's what they should be doing too. And when you find people copying you, like that is nothing to be like annoyed about. I think it's just a matter of realizing they haven't found who they are yet as a creative. And so the only way they can continue to be creative is to copy you and your uniqueness and originality. So just keep focusing on you, stay in your own lane, keep doing you, focus on your ideas, keep pursuing them and those people will fall off the track because they haven't thought of their own ideas. So stay in your own lane, don't worry about anybody else and keep moving forward. And we're up to number five. Anyway, we're just listing key points here, so it doesn't really matter. But this point is block out the external noise, including the voice inside your head, if it's not a positive one. As a creative, people think they can pretty much tell you what to do and tell you to go get a safe, real job. Well, let me just say I've tried that and it wasn't always the safest option, okay? 
you might still fail at the safe job. So you may as well give the job you actually want to go and then if you fail, then at least you've had a go. So stop listening to what other people are trying to tell you to do. Similar to point five, point six is people are going to be ageist. So get ready to deal with it. One of the questions the students asked me on Monday was, did you struggle or do you struggle as a young person in the industry because people think that maybe you're too young to know what you're doing, especially to be running your own business? And I said, yes, I do experience that, but I don't necessarily struggle with that. That's a fact. People who are older than you are going to underestimate what you can do. But also I think a lot of people who are older than us are extremely intimidated by the knowledge that we are learning at such a rapid pace in a short amount of time that's the same thing but at a young age the things we're learning younger and that's kind of just the reality of the world we're living in it's so advanced the technology is amazing we have so much more access to more opportunity to grow to develop to learn to pursue and we're just a lot more confident so I think it's really important that you stay in your ground you share your voice, obviously in a respectful way. Don't let that generation intimidate you or pull you down because you know what you're doing. And remember that, like you've spent this much time learning and studying and getting to the point where you're at, especially for me, like I know where I stand and what confidence I need to show. And if I feel like someone's just being ageist for the sake of the fact that I'm 23, then that's on them. That's not me to worry about. I'm going to contradict myself here, but point seven is network with those people older than you. And you're just thinking, sis, you literally just told us to not, I know, this is different. Trust me, this is different. Go to networking events, as many as you can, in your industry, in business industries, in completely random industries. Go to events, go to shows, go to corporate events, go to conferences. Get yourself out there. But don't talk to people your age and don't take somebody your age. Talk to older people, specifically those who are very high up in their business if they're the director, or even better, talk to people who have retired from being their own business owner. Those people are where you're going to learn if you want to run a business. They know how to deal with people and they know how to deal with problems. They're the people you want to talk to. And I've mentioned this in, I'm pretty sure, probably a couple episodes ago now, but the people who are out there doing more than you, who are more successful than you, they're never going to judge you and they're never going to tell you you can't do it because they know what they started from and they know how they got to where they are. And they're the ones that are going to help you do that. So talking to those people who are so far advanced, miles ahead of you, is going to only just motivate you to be like them and learn from them. And they are going to be wise. They've lived a lot more years than you. They do have a lot of experience. So similar to point six where I said people are going to be ageist, If they're really throwing shade on you, it's because they're insecure. People who are older than you do have a lot of wisdom to share and you need to understand that they are the people that you're really going to learn from just putting it out there. Number eight is take every opportunity you can. Now, keeping in mind that the opportunity needs to feel aligned and that you do want to do it. Don't take on anything that you don't want to do, but don't just say no to something because it's not in your usual frame of work or it's something you might not have done before. Take on new opportunities because you never know who or what it might lead you to. Those experiences are the ones that really challenge you and make you grow. As a creative person, we tend to be notorious for taking on random opportunities because as a creative, you can kind of just give everything a go and be good at it. And 
I think the best opportunities and the best people I've met are from taking on things that I normally wouldn't take on. And it's led me to have great friendships and learn new skills and new information from people I would normally not surround myself with. So take every opportunity you can, especially while you're starting out, because that is how you're going to build up a wider, broader client base and they're going to share you with so many other people. Number nine is don't burn bridges. No matter what happens with you and a client, don't ever do wrong by somebody because you never know what might come back to bite you. Not even with a client, this can be with a boss, this can be with a colleague. Just don't burn your bridges and don't do anything wrong or bad or like that whole saying when you're a kid, two wrongs don't make a right and God, it's true. In my experience, I have always just bit my tongue when I need to, sometimes let a savage comment slip, but at the end of the day, I've always just held my ground and done everything right by me and my business because the last thing I want is for that to come back and bite me in the future because I did something wrong by someone out of frustration or out of resentment, whatever it might be. Just don't burn that bridge. And like I've talked about in that episode where I reached out to somebody who I hadn't for 12 months, it just even over time, reconnect with those people that aren't in your life because that shows them that you still are invested in them and you still value the things that they taught you in your life together. So yeah, keep the bridge standing because you never know what might happen if you don't. Number 10. Now this isn't really a piece of advice I'd give myself because it's a piece of advice I actually took on and did pursue myself, but specifically social media, create it for a business or personal brand account from the minute you finish university, if not while you're still at university. That has been the best thing I've ever done post-grad is creating my social media and being consistent with it, following similar accounts, reaching out to people, sharing my work and keeping it like me, authentic and fun and eclectic and not too professional and not too boring and minimalistic and not using other people's imagery. Keeping your own brand evolving over time from when you do graduate or when you are younger than even graduating or when you're just starting out be consistent with your social media it's the best platform we have these days to get ourselves out there it's even better now so I would tell everyone starting a business or starting themselves in a creative role in a freelance role whatever it is start a social media start a website do whatever you can get as multiple channels going as you can to get yourself out there because that's how people know who you are and You want them to trust you before they get to a point where they actually want to use you and do business with you. This too includes LinkedIn. It includes collaborating with other people, other businesses, doing whatever you can to optimize an audience, but also doesn't have to grow at a rapid pace. Like I've had my Instagram since I finished uni like four years ago and I'm, you know, not quite at 1K followers yet. Regardless of that, I've built a really engaged audience and a beautiful community. And like, I'm so grateful for that growth, even though it's been slow, but it's been organic and it's been aligned. Don't just try and get yourself out there to every Tom, Dick and Harry. Like you want to make sure that the people you're connecting with online are your kind of people too. Similar to this is don't use other people's shit and pretend it's your own. Going into point 11, stop sharing inspo, quote unquote inspo, when it's not your work. It's just such a misconception. It throws people off and it starts to like 
blur the lines between you and your audience. I think I've never ever shared something on my page that hasn't been my own work because or not a photo I've taken or whatever because I just feel, I don't know if it's the sad in me, dishonest and I feel like it's blurring the lines of trust between me and my audience and my potential clients. And that's as simple as like, I can't even like lie if I haven't gone to the sunrise that morning, I'm not going to post a photo of the beach at sunrise, you know, like if I didn't do it, that's a lie. So every little thing like that builds or breaks trust with your online community. And same when people are starting a business, they tend to, you know, breadcrumb imagery on social media that is like sourced from Pinterest or from really high-end brands and they like reshare that imagery, that is giving your audience a false identification of who you are. And just like, let's relate it back to interior design for a second. If I started like posting Flack Studios work, which is like one of the best design firms in Melbourne, and it was like, oh my God, this, this, and this, this beautiful stone, blah, blah. My clients are going to just somehow connect that with me because remember that some of the people that follow you on social media aren't aware of big bigger names in your industry like if you've just got like your mum's friend following you on Instagram she just thinks like that's what you could do too because that's interior design and when you produce work for that person they're going to be very rudely shocked when you aren't producing work on that level and I'm not saying that you're not on that level but when you're starting out and you're posting inspiring photos like that because you haven't got much of a portfolio to share you're building miscommunication and mistrust and it's just going to lead to disappointment at the end of the day. So spend time getting yourself opportunities to produce your own work, to document your own work and to share that with your audience. And even whilst you are starting out and you're still at uni or finding your your feet in the industry, do a few mock-up projects. Like pretend that you've got a, a client that wants to design a cafe and play around with like menu design and cafe logos and cafe interiors. Like if you've got that far in your pathway that you know how to do those things, just make up projects. And that way it's not necessarily lying because you can disclaim that it's like a mock-up project, but it's showing your target market the work that you can create. And then they'll get a better understanding of your skill set. So that's probably tip 11, I think. I went a bit overboard with that, but it's something that really infuriates me when I see people post false things on social media because it's so easy to do and it just infuriates me. Number 12 is keep your cards close to your chest and don't be such an oversharer. I'm still trying to learn and be better at this and having a podcast is not the platform to really be true to that statement. But when I say keep your cards close to your chest, not everyone needs to know your every move. I think when I first started out on my own with my business, I would tell like someone when I just like got a new client and really not every new client is a new client. It's a new lead. It's a new opportunity. It's a, an inquiry. It's an engagement. It's not necessarily a client that's going to pay you $10,000. So don't be so quick to tell people what's going on because when those things don't work out, it can be a little bit awkward or embarrassing not that it's embarrassing but it's just like oh I spoke too soon and that didn't end up working out and that's fine if they that client doesn't go through with you then that's okay don't be disheartened by that someone else is going to come through and fill that position but yeah just keep 
keep your wins, your small wins to yourself. I think a really amazing line is confidence is quiet and insecurity is loud. And that is just so bloody true. When you think about people who are just sharing every single thing online with people, they just nonstop just like blah, 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 blah. And they're really out there and they're really loud and they're very much like, I've got to be center of attention or everyone's got to know that this is what's going on. Those people are deadly insecure. Whereas the people that are kind of just going about their day, just ticking around, just like hanging out, just chill, they're probably like, their brain is probably burning inside because they want to share what's going on. But they're just like, you know what? I'm confident in what's going on in my world. I don't need to go around telling everyone about it. And I just want to make sure that I've got myself together and I've got my own back so that, yeah, I can just focus on that. And yeah, that's just a matter of being quietly confident. And not telling everyone what you're doing and playing your cards right, I guess. Number 13 is don't cut people out of your life accidentally. I think when I was at uni, I've really pushed away a lot of people because I was just so balls deep in uni work that I didn't want to make time for anyone else that wasn't in my immediate radius. And I do regret that because I think it made me push away a lot of my closest friends who fortunately enough have come back into my life all these years later and we are really close and simultaneously to this in those years in uni just after high school you do need to go out and make new friends and sort of detach a bit from the people that you've used to being around I definitely think I pushed a bit too far and I regret that in a little way and I'm so lucky that I have friends that supported me and have you know (laughs) haven't cut me off because I did that to them and to be fair my uni course was really intense it was very full-on and it was very draining and I wasn't doing what everyone else was doing at uni I wasn't going out and partying on Tuesday and Thursday nights I was at uni till eight o'clock on Tuesday and Thursday nights so just those things I think I look back and be like it wasn't that serious babe like you could have relaxed a bit and gone out with your friends but at the same time it is what it is now I just wish I hadn't been so caught up in my own world that I forgot that I had those people in my life and I'm just so lucky that they're still my friends (laughs) and I love them but you will really find who your true friends are when you go and start a business the people that aren't there to support you who don't share your things who don't listen to your podcast who don't comment on your posts or like your posts or follow your business or use your like I guess not everyone has to use your service and buy your products like that's totally fine because that might not need it but it's free to be a support in someone's life and especially when you're starting out and trying to get yourself out there if your friends aren't going to support you then are they really your friends is just a little bit of a hard truth and something I've had to learn over time. Again, don't dwell on the people that aren't. Let them go. Let them do what they need to do. And again, seek those who seek you and focus on the people that want to support you and that want to share your wins with you and that are on your vibe. Number 14 is make yourself some mentors. These people are going to come into your life and they're going to be there forever if you actually let them. There's going to be opportunities come up throughout your experience where someone's going to be there to teach you something, even if it's a hard truth, even if it's something you don't want to hear. But those are the people that really want to see you grow. And for me, they were my uni teachers. It was my bosses. These people, I know that I could still call up and say, hey, 
I don't know how to go about this situation. Can you please help me? And they will do anything they can to help me. They want to help me. They want to help me grow. They might have to tell me a hard truth, but they're the people that are in your life for a reason and are going to be there for a really long time. My boss once said to me, you don't need to be taught what to do. You are just so open to learning that that is what's going to take you places. And that is so true because if you're in a place where you think you know everything, you think you've learned what you need to learn, you think you can go off and do whatever you need to do, you're pretty wrong because you need to learn something new every day and in every situation it's going to teach you something. Don't ever think you're too good to learn. No matter how old you are, you honestly need to be constantly using your brain. Be a sponge to new information because there's so much to learn. No matter what you think you know, there is still so much to learn and just be open to that and that is what will take you places. Last but not least, number 15, if the door doesn't open, it's not your door. This goes for everything in life, but most importantly for your career. If the opportunity doesn't present itself, it's not for you and do not force it. You don't realize that the time you're spending trying to fit a key in the wrong lock is you wasting time from the door that's ready to open for you. And all you need to do is let it be an easy sliding door moment. Too many of us force things, stay in things and not pursue things because we're too busy knocking so hard on a door that isn't ever going to open for us that we're missing out on the opportunities that are waiting for us. Make sure you accept things as quickly as you can to move through them so that you know that the right opportunity is closer to you. No matter how many no's you need to get in life, each no is a step closer to your yes. Finally, you don't need to listen to a single thing I just said. Your journey is your journey, not mine and not the next person's. And it's time you realize that you just need to live out your purpose, your life, your career the way that you want to. And don't listen to what anyone else is doing because it's your journey to be on. And you're going to learn things at the time you need to in the ways you're meant to. And it's just going to be a roller coaster. I would love to sugarcoat it and say it's all going to be easy and fun and flowy. And it can be, but it also probably isn't going to be. But that's okay because that's what life is all about. Sometimes it's not very fair. Everything we go through is taking us closer to what we're meant to be doing. I just hope this has brought you some inspiration to realize that your life is in your hands. The world is your oyster. And don't let anyone or anything stop you from pursuing the career of your dreams. And if you know that this episode is going to resonate with a young person or someone who's ready for a career change, someone who's still in high school, someone who's in university, whoever it might be that you know is going to resonate and needs to hear this episode, please share it with them because that's exactly why I've created it because this is something I wish I could have listened to when I was in high school or in uni because it would have saved me. I gotta, oh, would it have saved me? I don't know. It would have taught me that there's going to be things ahead of me that I need to be prepared for and just to embrace them and accept them and strap in because it's going to be a ride.